Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I just finished an exciting interview with this beautiful soul. Her name is Kayla Castañeda. She is the CEO of Agua Bonita. And, you know, guess what? She was on Forbes 30 under 30. She's got a, such a beautiful story. Kayla grew up in Central California, where the majority of the nation's produce is grown. She was the first generation of her family who didn't have to pick fruit in the fields. Growing up, her grandfather would bring home fruit and create delicious aguas frescas for every occasion. Now, as an adult, she wants to create the same delicious blends for everyone. And like I said, she's the CEO of Agua Bonita, and she's got an exciting story. You will soon see her at uh, very large retail shops, and we get to talk about that. She's also a fellow for the Tory Birch Foundation in 2022. She's also Latina Businesswoman of the Year, CHCC 2021. And like I said, she was on Forbes magazine. She is a powerhouse, and I'm excited you have her here to speak with us about Agua Bonita and then the trials and tribulations of entering such a huge market. So without further ado, this is Kayla Castañeda. So welcome, 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 Kayla. How are you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to hang out and chat, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So let me just give a little perspective for amigas out there. I met Kayla at this beautiful event called We All Grow Latinas, and I was so inspired by her talk at the event, and I knew Quickly, right away, I said, I need her to be on the podcast. And uh, I coincidentally, which 
I guess you can say coincidentally or surreptitiously, she was waiting in line for tacos right there. And so I started talking to her and I thought, see, the stars are aligned. I get to talk to her. And when I told her about Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast, she said yes. And I am like over the moon that she's here, that she has time because Amigas, this woman is a powerhouse, young, successful, and she is going to share with us everything within the time of how she created her product. So Kayla, tell us, okay, where are you from? Yeah, so I am from Central California. I actually live in my hometown and Agua Bonita is headquartered in my hometown. It's a really small farming community town called Hanford. I've lived a lot of different places. I lived in New York City, you know, all the big ones for work, but um, this is where I'm from. Beautiful. And so tell me, what inspired you to create Agua Bonita? And what is it? What's Agua Bonita? Yeah, so Agua Bonita, we make real fruit aguas frescas with 80% less sugar, but still 100% of the flavor. It was really inspired by my grandpa, who was a migrant farm worker in the region where I grew up. We um, grow 60% of the nation's produce. So we also see firsthand how a lot of that just goes to waste. So my grandpa, he would bring home really ripe fruit from the fields because he couldn't stand to let it go to waste and make aguas frescas for our family instead. And now Agua Bonita does the same exact thing. Beautiful. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, yes, your grandfather inspired you. Did you ever work in the fields? Yeah. So, I am not as green as I probably look to beverage. I've worked in food and beverage, specifically beverage, for the last 10 years. So, when I uh, graduated high school, I moved to New York. That's really when I started to get into the beverage scene. I did PR internships and worked at a restaurant and started working for some major corporations, which eventually led me to working for Coca-Cola. And that's where I learned the business of beverage, I would say, kind of the ins and outs and little things that make a company uh, really move forward. But then I also realized that if I wanted any of my ideas to come to life, I could work there forever and still not see any of them happen because it's such a big corporation. And so I decided to start consulting for startups and I did consulting for a while. And then the pandemic rolled into town and really took away a lot of my client base. And so we joke and say that when life gives you lemons, make aguas frescas, because that's exactly what I ended up doing. I took the pandemic as an opportunity to create something that was reflective of me, of my culture and my family. Yes. And I have tried her agua fresca. You guys have to try it out. Oh my God. It's delicious. Okay. So you were working for Coca-Cola and I really want to touch upon, you know, you leaving Coca-Cola, but getting like the knowledge behind it. I know from my understanding from the food service industry, because my family, they own a company called Tapia Brothers and it's been in existence since 1985 and we sell to restaurants. And I know how challenging it is Mm -hmm. to get into the market. So tell us, how was it challenging for you to get your product into the market? How did you even start? I mean, I knew you have the the Coca-Cola background, but you know, how do you even start that on your own? 
Yeah, you know, I did learn a lot during my time at Coke, but there was also so many things that working at Coke did not prepare me for. It's a lot different when you go from working with one of the biggest corporations on the planet that has an endless checkbook to trying to launch your own brand. And so there was a lot of things to learn along the way still, but it gave me a good starting point. And I actually decided to leave Coca-Cola after my grandpa died. My grandpa died and I had a lot of just reflective time on my hands to think about like what I wanted to do and what was making me happy or not happy in life. And that's when I decided to leave Coke. So it was a big decision, but it was right at the time. When it comes to getting my product out in the market, it was incredibly difficult. We started mid-pandemic, and as everyone knows, the grocery stores were just crazy during that time. So we didn't really have the opportunity to go to grocery stores because they were busy just stocking essentials. Like they did not want to hear like, "Okay, little girl, about your alfalfa fresco." <laughs> like, I'm busy like stock toilet paper. You know what I mean? Right. So we started online because that was our only option at the time was online. And we ended up selling through about 100,000 units in our first year via our online store. And it was just because of the power of like our social media and like the community that we had started to build there because we didn't even spend any money on marketing at the time. No way. Are you serious? No, uh, just until this year have we really started to spend on marketing, but like the designs were all done in-house, the Instagram, we managed ourselves, like we didn't run any ads. So all of it was really just like a labor of love. Wow. That's incredible. Now, would you suggest everyone do that? Like for instance, if they're trying to get into the market to go first to social media? Yeah, I think social media, everyone needs some sort of social media these days. And it will really depend on like what your brand is to figure out which platform is right for you. But not every product needs to be selling online. And I will say, you know, like online is not where beverages really see a ton of success. But for us, it gave us a starting point. It allowed us to build a community and learn a lot about who was buying our drinks so that when we did go to retailers, we had answers to a lot of the questions that that they were asking. Yeah. And speaking of retailers, I understand that there's a huge retailer that's going to be showcasing your brand. So tell us a bit about how that happened. Yeah, we have some pretty big partnerships happening for us at the top of the year. Very recognizable brands. I don't think I can mention them just yet, but I will say like a really big red brand. (laughs) And also a really, really popular convenience store, Rhymes With Heaven. Yeah. And so for us, actually, that also was the power of building relationships. We participated in accelerator programs and like reached out to the Hispanic buying teams to really like get on the map and get feedback from them and incorporate it into how our business was operating so that when the opportunity like presented itself to like pitch and really try to get on shelves. We had already been working with them for a while and learning, you know, what they, what they want to see in a business. Wow. 
My God. I mean, it's a, I find this so incredible because you're so young and Amigas, she was named from the Forbes magazine, 30 under 30. So when that happened, was it before you were able to get these retailers interested in you or was it after? Forbes 30 under 30 happened before and kind of during it, it there's different timelines for different retailers, you know, but it definitely helped, I would say, going to some new retailers to kind of just give us the legitimacy of that. Like, we're a real business, like we mean business and like we want to do business with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you were talking about just investigating the market and whatnot and I find that, you know, as Latinos, we have a really huge buying power. But did you see maybe like a, um, not a hardship, but just like it's, it was very difficult to get into this market because you're a woman, first of all, and you're Latina. Did you see any challenges with that? Yeah. You know, because we have a Hispanic heritage brand, people often assume that I am making products for Latinos and their idea of what the Latino consumer is, is like my grandma, you know, and like that's that's not the case anymore. Latinos are the youngest, largest demographic in the U.S. And so it's like literally one in four Gen Zs are Latino. And so when we talk about the Latino consumer It's not who some of these people think that it is. And so that was a big and still is a big um, point of education for us to explain to people is that I'm not trying to like convert all the abuelas out there. Like they're always going to just make their own aguas frescas. That's never going to happen, you know. But I am trying to give an option to like millennials, Gen Z's, younger demographics, like ambitious Latinas, you know, the people that are really making the decisions for their households now, like moms, you know, and it's just a different idea of what I think um, comes to most people's mind when they think of like, oh, the Latino consumer. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine that. I mean... You just gave a statistic. One in four Gen Zers are Latinos. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, see, you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of consumers out there reaching for your product. Beautiful. So <laughs> you are focusing mainly in retail. Have you considered changing that into wholesale? Like buying, you know, distributing your product to wholesalers. Yeah, I mean, retail is really wholesale anyway, but we we do some like food service and tech pantry. Like Google is one of our um, customers. So that's like a very big bulk wholesale order that, you know, you can't go to Google and buy Owl Bonita, but they buy from us. So I guess in, in that way, we do do wholesale. Yeah, yeah, because like Coca-Cola won't sell to me individually as a person. Mm-hmm right? Coca-Cola yeah. will sell to a media, mid company, the mediary, 
in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would sell to those companies. And I'm, I must, I'm saying that for my own interest, if you will. <laughs> I guess I'm, my family's company, I'm like, I got to introduce her to my family because <laughs> we sell to restaurants and we make That's how, sales. you know, that's how it works. The power of a network is really what has helped me get here. I have not done anything alone, even though I might get, you know, a lot of the applause for things. It's really been a lot of other people behind the scenes that have helped me get into a new place or meet a new person. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, networking is so powerful. I have a beautiful soul friend that that's her thing. Like she, she's the only person I know that can network a room like nobody's business. And so I totally agree with you. Now you have your product. It's going to be sold in these big places. What's next for you? I mean, I think that is what's next for me. We're just focused on doing our best with the very big opportunities in front of us. And so instead of, you know, spreading ourselves too thin, we want to do a few things and do them really, really well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, if your product goes awry or something, your reputation is on the line. So absolutely focusing, like follow through completely. Yeah. People, I think, have a misconception that like the hard part is getting on the shelf And that is a really hard part, but the harder part is like staying on the shelf in terms of like the store continuing to buy you because people are coming in and wanting you. Like that is the harder part of the plan to execute. You know, getting on the shelf is really just the first step. I bet. And so what are you going to do to make sure that your product stays on the shelves constantly? I mean, there's a lot of things. There's promotions, getting good merchandisers out in the field, making sure our sales team is always there and talking to the store managers and, you know, understanding what's working, what's not. I mean, it's a, it's just a work in progress, but I, I really do think like we as a company and really any company is in the business of making other people happy. Mm-hmm. And that is just like what you have to work towards every day. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you make other people happy? I make them happy with our product offering. I make them happy with, you know, being open to negotiations and doing what we can to make their side of the business easier, right? Like at the end of the day, stores want to sell things. So we want to give you things that we know people want to buy and we want to do it in the most seamless way and with a beautiful product. Yeah, yeah. Amigas, um, her product is amazing. Um, the flavors are great. Tell us a little bit about the, the various flavors you have. Yeah, so we have a range. We have some more traditional ones like Awa de Jamaica, which is our hibiscus. But then on the other side, we have some really fun ones that are really like for the culture, but like mango habanero. Uh, yeah, and so we kind of hit a little bit of everything with our line. Yes. And that mango habanero, oh my God, is to die for. <laughs> that was the product that I was like consuming all day at the at the event. I'm like, this is delicious. I need to have this. Oh my goodness. This is beautiful. Now, so for someone that who wants to break into this kind of market, what advice would you give? I would say you need to do your research and networking really is such a big part of it. 
there are only really like a handful of people that make the decisions. And oftentimes it comes to one person, whether like you are in or out. And so you have to really like build those relationships ahead of time and do your research about like what the market is like and where your product fits in to be prepared for when you have those conversations with those people. I remember just, you know, back when my family started their company, I mean, they were busy hustling, trying to get connections. And back then, I mean, we didn't have social media. This is back in the eighties. So I know that with social media, I think it's a little bit, you know, easier in a sense, but nevertheless, you still have to build those relationships, like kind of door to door. Yeah. That's, that's, even though it's old, it's not ever old, (laughs) right? Yeah. It just never stops. It will never stop. Never stop. Yes. So Amiga, you know, before I let you go, because I know your time is so precious, I always ask my guests if they could provide one or two tips on how an Amiga can handle her shit. Because girl, you are handling it. My advice, and this is something that I am like actively doing right now, is that sometimes you just got to do the things that you really don't want to do. And that will really like get you further than anything else, right? Like all the follow-up emails, all the like paperwork, all all the stuff where you're just like, this shit is so stressful. You know what I mean? Or just like, I don't want to do this. Or like, you know, it's so uh, like redundant and stuff like that. You showing up and doing those things and getting them done is going to be what sets you apart from the next person. That one person that didn't want to do that and just didn't do it, you being the one to do it is what's going to set you apart. So I would say like, just remind yourself that like, sometimes it's not all fun and games and you got to do the stuff that you just don't want to do. Yeah, make that shit happen. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. As you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, God, I, I hate admin. I hate admin, but it has, it's part of the the business. <laughs> it's part of the business. Yeah. Like you can have a great sales conversation, but if you never send that follow-up email, it does not matter. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm telling myself as I like prepare to send out a bunch of follow-up emails. I was just at a trade show, but it's like, you just have to do it. Yeah, no, exactly. So when, after the, the event with We All Grow, I'm like, okay, Like literally the morning after I started emailing everybody that I'm like, I need to have them here. And I emailed you, I remember, and I know that you've been so busy, but I love that even though, you know, you're getting really big, you still came back and said, yes, I still want to be on this podcast. So I really, truly appreciate that. And you're, you're a woman of your word. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Sometimes I need a little extra time, but I will be there. <laughs> yes. I love it. So I'm you guys out there. You're going to see her brand in big stores, one with red hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, definitely go and purchase her Aguas Frescas because it is amazing and delicious. So where can they find you right now? What's your website and Instagram handles? Yeah, the easiest way to keep up with us is on our Instagram. It's at Drink Agua Bonita. And our website is the same. It's www.drinkaguabonita.com. You can purchase there. And if you keep up with us on Instagram, you will see all the news 
of all the new retailers we're available in. Yes. So exciting stuff here. Amigas, you know, I'm just over the moon. She's here with us and that you get to hear it from her. And, um, you know what, Kayla, I always have all this information in the show notes, so they'll be able to get in contact with you. Okay, great. Thank you so much for being on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.